0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary friends of all ages, Central Illinois proudly brings to you, it's NXT Tag Team Podcast of the World, Tommy Takeover, Olivia Grayson, baby, that's gotta be wrestling, and we are back for another episode, episode 48, discussing NXT Takeover In Your House 2021, which took place Sunday, June 13th, 2021, at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. How are you today, Olivia?
1: I'm good. I love those intros. They uh, always get me so jazzed. They I'm you know. really fired up.
0: Yeah, having having uh, <laughs> having fun doing the intros, especially uh with the nick, nick, nick nicknames, Jesus. Yeah. I was, just, I was reading the word takeover as I was trying to say <laughs> nickname, and so like nakeover was trying to come oh. up. Which is not something you would probably want no. on the wrestling <laughs> shows. But we are here discussing the most current NXT pay-per-view that we got. Um, pretty fun one, bringing back the In Your House motif from the 90s that they brought back last year as well. Uh, we got a pre-show on this, of course. Uh, Sam Roberts was joined by two new people. Um, one was named Aresh Markazi, if I pro- mispronounce that. That's my apologies. And the other was Justin Berisso. Um Sam Roberts is bald now. Yeah. He was obviously balding the whole time, so he got rid of the curly fro, and is now bald. We both mentioned he pretty much looks much better.
1: Yes, um, looks much better. Also, I noticed that the formula for the, like, pre-show was just a little bit different. I couldn't really put my finger on exactly how it was different, but it just, maybe it was, like, the order of which they were doing things or, like, the way that they were having, like, pre-show commentary or something. Something seemed different. I don't know if you noticed anything different.
0: Um, I mean, I noticed you could hear the their voices reverb off the walls because they were, the live crowd could actually hear them. Oh, okay. Which, uh, they all, interesting. And, yeah, so you could kind of hear them talking so the crowd could hear them okay. talking. Uh, okay. That's Maybe something that I noticed, but I could be wrong.
1: I, I Yeah, I think that might have been what it was.
0: Yeah, so, um, I thought the other two guys did an okay job. I mean, we're pretty critical of Sam Roberts, even though he pretty much has our dream job, but you know, the other two guys just brought, you know, something, I guess, to the to the proceedings, but
1: very forgettable commentary yeah. for the pre-show, which I mean I guess is a good thing, which means that they didn't like really mess up that bad. Yeah,
0: not at all. And uh, I also noticed that you mentioned this pre-show feeling a little different. We didn't get a lot of backstage things. No, we we didn't, didn't get yeah. It was just pretty much them talking. Who's gonna win the match? Here's the here's the order of the card. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we did, however, get one sort of backstage interaction where uh, Kyle O'Reilly, also now known as Cool Kyle. Presenting the arena, Uh, he had on a hat and some sunglasses that really struck your ire, Uh, (laughs) and he was accosted by the way on the way to the ring, and William Regal kind of got in the middle of that, which would lead up to something we'll discuss later in the show with William Regal as well. Uh, so we get the video package to open it up, and then we hear P.S. Michael Hayes's voice, and he welcomes us to In Your House, which was pretty cool. Just old school, thrown back to the '90s, which I loved because that's when I became a wrestling fan.
1: Did it hurt you to think about how many people are like we're watching this at home and like our wrestling fans, but like aren't getting like where who this guy is or like where why basically why he's there? I mean, Michael
0: Hayes was even before my time. If you really think about it, I mean, it. yeah, but a little bit, yeah, yeah. um, and. I, I think so because, I mean, you have the network or I guess Peacock now and which first time we didn't get any uh, problem streaming on yeah. Peacock, which is nice. but
1: then I noticed at least.
0: Yeah, so I, I think now that you have Peacock or if you had the network beforehand, you could go back and watch everything, which is nice. So, I mean, if you're a completionist, you're like, well, what is this in your house thing all about? Right. And you could go watch the uh, introduction to 12 a year pay-per-views, 12 pay-per-views a year, once a month that they had and then now obviously we have like 407 that we have to cover so uh yeah you can go back and watch all the in your house stuff and see why some of these jokes i'm going to get into with tom pettingill are funny to me maybe not so funny to a generation younger than me <laughs> uh, so someone named naomi fox heads to the sage to sing the in your house theme And, uh, Olivia, do you want to go ahead and say what she was doing? Because I didn't notice it at first, but you said it, and then I started to notice it.
1: Okay, picture this. So, do you remember when Eva Marie was trying to find her place in WWE? Are you
0: bringing up Total Divas right now? I
1: am bringing up Total Divas (laughs) right now. And she thought that she could be uh, Fandango's dancer, and she lied to them and told them that she was a dancer when she wasn't. And she made herself look like a fucking idiot in front of Stephanie McMahon. And it was super embarrassing. I imagine this exact same thing happened to this... Whoever this woman is. Naomi Fox. Uh, Naomi Fox. Uh, This was, like, the worst lip-synced performance I've ever seen in my life. Like, worse than Ashley Simpson, oh, SNL. I don't
0: know about that one. Um,
1: And the camera kept cutting away... And like did a lot of crowd pans. I I'm assuming to try to like make the horrible offbeat lip syncing less obvious because she wasn't even in rhythm with like the music that she was lip syncing, and uh, it was uh, it was painfully long even though the song was maybe like two minutes. So <laughs> it was bad.
0: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the greatest. Uh, but luckily, we rebounded from that. We got Todd Pentagel, the former host of the '90s In Your House shows, uh, and he of course. Uh, arrives to the stage through the little. There's a garage and like a big bay window and a door. That's the whole in your house setup. Which again, something I always love about those uh, old pay per views. Uh, the
1: custom sets.
0: Yeah, and he, which we don't. It's just unless WrestleMania comes along, you don't get the cool custom sets anymore. Weirdly which is,
1: enough, I always feel like when pay per views, when I've watched pay per views who have had themes, like retrospectively. Um, I always think of it as, like, very much, like, when you're pr- planning, like, a high school prom and, like, you pick a theme. That's basically how they chose these themes back then. But I love the In Your House, like, whole set, the door, which comes in...
0: Into play later. <laughs> Into
1: play later. Yeah. Um, loved all of it.
0: Yeah. So, Pennington, uh arrives to the stage to, again, welcome us to In Your House, even though Michael Hayes just did that. And we start... With our first match of the card, it is a winner-take-all six-man tag team match for the NXT Tag and North American Championships. So our North American champion Bronson Reed and the tag champs MSK, taking on the team of Legado de Fantasma. Uh, this match came to be because Santos Susquehaw won the North American title, the uh, other two members, like uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Wild <laughs> and Raul Mendoza <laughs> wanted the tag titles, so they got a winner-take-all match. Uh, the match begins with many Lucha-inspired moves from Wild and Mendoza, as well as some amazing high-flying clips from MSK. Uh, they tell a tale of one-upsmanship. Sant- Santos then gets tagged in, but he refuses to wrestle Bronson Reed, so he... Uh, gets his lackeys to do so they are fed to the colossal man we get some triple team moves as msk and reed pull off what i can only describe as a jump rope sent on so the members of msk grab uh, joaquin wilde one by the feet one grabs him by the hands and they kind of swing him back and forth and then bronson reed just does a back senton onto him which was a pretty cool move because uh, he's very big very large man uh, we get some insane versions of some tope conjillos as all members of Legada del Fantasma and MSK fly over the ropes, and Beth Phoenix, who's on commentary, of course, with Vic Joseph and Way Barrett, hits what I would say is the call of the night very early, which was It's Raining Men, which got a good laugh out of both of us, and I'm assuming <laughs> very funny. many more at home. Uh, Reed, who was the last man standing, if you will, flies through the ropes and takes everyone out in Olivia's favorites thing called The Everyone Spot, which you're a big fan of, of course. Or are you? I don't know. I can't tell if you really are. I love the everyone
1: spots just because they just are basically like the heart and soul of wrestling when you think about it. Because it's so pre-planned, yet there's so many things that could go wrong, even if you have practiced it like a million times. Especially in this case. So I just, I love them. I love the everyone spots. They're so comic, but yet they are still very wrestling like you know it's not so far from the craft but it's still very comedic yeah in a
0: sense. you know what i really love about uh everyone spot is when when you see it on television uh the production tries to cut away enough right. to where you can't see them kind of all gathering <laughs> but long when you see all it li- standing when there. you see it live and you're paying attention because <laughs> there's no camera cuts live no. uh you can just see them all kind of gathering up and kind of grabbing onto each other which lets you know if you're at the show live you're like well here comes Here comes one of those, but it's hilarious to see them all, especially if it takes longer than it's supposed to, because if it's done right, it takes a couple seconds and your brain tricks yourself into thinking, oh, you didn't notice it. But when it takes like 10 seconds, you're like, all right, here we go. You guys are just waiting and everyone's waiting and it's really, really funny. So if you go to Wrestling Live, try and pay attention to that, especially in a multi-man match. Anywho, uh, the heels isolate Lee, making quick tags uh, with the tag champ in their corner. Reed then gets the hot tag, smushing Wilde and Mendoza into the corner and hitting a double Samoan drop. Uh, Libby, you can see my grade right now, so I'm going to scroll up. Somehow, Escobar crushes (laughs) Reed with a Michinoku driver. I cannot believe that little man was able to lift him up like that. Uh, The members of the tag team feud are then in the ring, and the camera just cuts to Escobar, who's like face into a camera that's on the outside he's holding the north american title for some reason and he's like talking shit and then out of nowhere bronson reed just like pounces him like running pounces him through the barricade on the outside he goes flying yeah and again comedy ensues he goes flying through the barricade nash then hits a super kick super kick number 328 of the show on a flying wild and the champions all regain their championships after a tsunami From Reed. So, Olivia, what did you think of our In Your House opener?
1: Oh man, this, I would say that this match, like, kind of set the tone for the night. And I love, I just love something about, like, three man groups. And I think that having, like, a winner take all type match is so perfect for, like, you know, like a three man. Um, basically, like tag team. Manage it for um, a second. Yeah.
0: When we get to very late '90s WCW, do I have the three-man group from <laughs> you? And it's gonna take us a while to get there. But if you're listening at home, you know what I'm talking about.
1: And I think that this was kind of like a perfect match uh, for Legato del Fantasma, and I think that they really kind of capitalized on that. They absolutely tore the house down, both like you know metaphorically and actually like physically with like breaking down barriers and everything around the ring. Um, so I, I love this match. Um, I thought it was both comedic and very impressive, athletic-wise, especially for Bronson Reed, because, you know, he gets in the ring with all these sort of, like, high-flying guys, so you're not, like, really expecting much out of him, but then we got this whole great match with him, where he basically, like, showed, like, everybody, he's like, I can be a big man, and I can also, like, fly all around the ring, just like all these little guys, so, um... Great match. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Um, it was the perfect match to, to kick off this show.
0: Fred, I had a lot of fun with this. This was an awesome opener, which NXT usually has just fantastic openers. Um, watching everyone fly around the ring, I've been super, impressive, uh, super impressed rather, by MSK since their very brief run in NXT. They only came into the company in December, so they haven't been there very long. Bronson Reed is someone who they've built up, and then like out of Phantasma are just a great three-man tag team group, as you mentioned. So I gave this a four. I thought it was a very fun opener with a lot of fun spots, especially Escobar getting just launched through that barricade. It was very hilarious. And that jump rope spot, which is what I can only really call it, because that was something I hadn't seen before. So very, very yeah, entertaining there.
1: very inventive.
0: So we're backstage with Todd Pettingale again, who wants, us, who wants to show us the feud between the upcoming match of uh Lee and Mercedes Martinez. However, he's got a little box TV with a VHS uh, player in it. So for those at home, we used to have to watch our wrestling matches on tape and then rewind them. But uh, Mackenzie Mitchell then shows up and she arrives to say, that's not how things are done anymore, Todd. You're old. Let me show you the clip instead. And then, you know, it's done digitally now. So, again, a funny little, like, dad joke for us that get older. Yeah. Um, We're like, "Uh uh-huh, we did have to watch all these on VHS. (laughs) And then if I wanted to watch it again, I'd have to roughly take 20 minutes to rewind it. Yes.
1: Be kind, rewind. Be
0: kind, rewind. Exactly. So our next match is Mercedes Martinez taking on a returning Xia Lee with her, uh, I don't know what to call him, I guess Enforcer Boa, who's a big, tall... Uh, Chinese man and Mei Ling which is like a dark little witch character that sits on a throne at the entrance ramp uh Ziya makes her entrance does a cool little um sword demonstration I guess is the best thing to call it like a warrior um thing which that sword was massive um so that was kind of cool uh Ziya wants revenge on Mercedes Martinez because four years ago in the Mae Young classic Mercedes eliminated her from the uh from the tournament. Zaya Lee has also randomly been in two Royal Rumbles. Yeah, um, Last year's 2020s and I th- think 2019s or 2018s. I can't remember which uh, one. I can't remember which one.
1: Um, I, I do remember that. Yeah, but
0: this is our first time covering her truly right. in an actual match on NXT. Uh, so Martinez overcomes an early assault from Lee on the outside. She tosses her around the ring with a catch suplex. Zaya then begins to work over Martinez's ribs, sending her chest first into the turnbuckle and crashing to the floor with a dropkick. Uh, Zaya then misses a kick into the post and begins to kick Martinez with her injured leg, uh, hurting herself obviously in the process. No one made a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how this works out for him, joke. But that's what I am here for. uh Lies, let Lies Lee. Zaya Lee. God, that's her name. It's very hard to say very fast. So Lee's injured leg gets the better of her and she eats a cliffhanger, kicking out at two. Mercedes then gets into Boa's face on the outside and Lee runs directly into a backdrop onto the floor. But then back in the ring, Lee levels Martinez with a spinning trouble in paradise, keeping her undefeated streak alive with the three count. After the match, uh, Boa throws a chair into the ring for Lee, but it's intercepted and Martinez cracks both of them numerous times with the chair. She then heads up the ramp and Mei Ling, or Mei Ying rather, is standing there and pretty much does like a throat claw on her. Oops, that was my laptop. And throws her off the stage. She's like, impenetrable and uh, the heels... Backtrack to the uh the garage adora, if you will, which they come out of. So Olivia, what did you think of this match?
1: Okay, so I first of all I can say that I could tell that the crowd is very excited for this match. Um, I think they are all very invested all very invested in Xylees um and her like enforcers and like the witchy kind of character. They're all very invested in that. Um I think in terms of long-term storytelling this is really done really nicely. However, and the, overall, this match was very technically sound, so there's not anything negative that I could say about that. They both put on very solid wrestling performances. However, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I didn't like this match just because I just didn't become very invested in watching. Like, as I was watching it, I couldn't keep myself invested in what was happening. And I think it's maybe just because I'm not super drawn to this type of characterization that Mercedes uh, Mercedes Martinez has going on right now, just like not very drawn to her character. So I'm not very invested in it. And I think overall that kind of translates into when I'm seeing somebody on screen that I feel very just lukewarm about. I just, there wasn't anything that could overcome that, uh, my impression that happened in this match to make me really wowed. So for that, I give it middle of the road, 2.5 out of five.
0: I think you were generous with this one. I did not like this Okay,
1: I thought I was being too harsh. The
0: best part about this match was the ending thing with Mei Ying, which was uh, cool and interesting to see where that goes, but uh, this match was just a slog. (laughs) I was so worried. It wasn't even very long, but I don't think either of them had chemistry with each other. No, not at all. There was two mess-ups where Zaya tried to throw a Mercedes into the ring, And I don't know if Mercedes didn't jump in time or Zaya just kind of lost control of steering her to go into the ring, but they just, they messed it up. Like, I know I, it's, you know, it takes timing, but at the same time, you two should be very good at this. And like, she threw Mercedes into it and she had to like jump up at the last second to get into the ring. And the other time she like hit her chest on it. It was just a very bad match. So I gave it a 1.5. It is easily the weakest match on this card by many, many, many miles. Not like nothing. This doesn't come close to any of the matches. We'll see later. Okay. Or we saw before. So we are backstage with Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. They cut a promo on the Grizzled Young Veterans. They say they should be tag team champions today. But because of them, they will not. They'll see them on Tuesday on NXT. Which is weird to say because it used to be on Thursday. And then it moved to Wednesday for head-to-head with Dynamite. And now it's on Tuesday. Fucking should never have taken it off Thursday. But that's just my opinion. So good little promo from these two. uh, Hard-hitting kind of scary Benji wrestlers that will beat the crap out of you. But that match seems intriguing. So I'm very interested to see that one. Kind of wish it was in place of the (laughs) Mercedes-Martinez rematch, but that's just me. Uh, So we move on to our third match of the night, the ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. So a little backstory on this one. Cameron Grimes got uh, injured, I put that in quotations, the end of last year uh, he came back in mid-february because he invested in gamestop and became a millionaire by that because of the whole gamestop reddit thing where people invested and kind of worked the system which was great yeah fuck you know fuck wall street but it was so they made this character a millionaire because of that and la night is also like oh, i'm a i'm an inherited millionaire oh, okay. so it's like a self-inherited it's a, so self-inherited, it's a old self money new money yeah exactly sort okay. of thing uh, and all the while, this drew the attention of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, yeah. famous WWE legend, Hall of Famer, uh, who says they will fight in a ladder match for his Million Dollar Championship. And Olivia, I did not think we were going to cover the Million Dollar Championship until we got to WrestleMania four or five area eighty eight eighty nine. But here we are, seeing it on NXT. In-
1: the year of 2021. Yeah, so. Covering the million dollar and,
0: championship. and Ted DiBiase was there. He had it in a yeah? case. So instead of the belt even hanging from the thing above the it's ring, in a clear it was suitcase. in a clear case that they had to pull down. Uh, the Million Dollar Championship was invented. Just a little backstory. Instead of getting to this couple weeks down the road when we cover that area, I just might as well do it now. So Andre the Giant fought Hulk Hogan on Saturday night's main event for the WWF Championship. Uh, Ted DiBiase paid a crooked referee to screw Hogan out of the championship. Andre won the title. So he is a world champion and just gave the belt to Ted DiBiase. He paid for the belt, essentially. President at the time, Jack Tunney, said, that doesn't count. You're not the world champion. Hence, we get the fucking WrestleMania 4 tournament that we're going to have to slog through eventually. Yes. So Ted DiBiase was like, all right, I'll pay for my own championship. And it's a solid gold belt with money signs and in the money signs or dollar signs, if you will. It's diamonds. Uh, In theory, that title does look like it would probably cost a million dollars, but I doubt they're all real diamonds, because why would you spend that much money on a silly championship like that? Uh, But we will cover this championship more and more in the late 80s, 90s, and even the mid-90s, because some of you may not know, when Stone Cold Steve Austin first came into the WWE, he was known as the ringmaster, and he was the million-dollar champion as well. So we will crown our... Fifth, if I'm not mistaken, million-dollar champion here. Okay. That's Ted DiBiase, Virgil, who, <laughs> lol Virgil, Ted DiBiase Jr., and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So the crowd chants, LA sucks, which truly hurts me as uh, both men lock up since I'm from LA. Also, LA Knight is not from Los Angeles. They built him from somewhere in Maryland, which, I know his name was Eli Knight. That was like his indie name, but the whole LA Knight thing, just like, why don't you say you're from Los Angeles? But that's just me. Uh, Also, what really pissed me off about LA Knight was wearing... His trunks looked okay. They were like these yellow trunks. But he was wearing these white boots with this like neon yellow on the toe. And that was the ugliest fucking boots I've ever seen in wrestling. I'm going to say those are like top two ugliest boots. But we'll get to ugly boots later. Uh, Cameron then takes Knight to the mat, uh, eliciting a Kiss His Grits chant from the Capitol Wrestling Center. Big fan. I know you do not like Cameron Grimes, but I think he is so funny. (laughs) He's just he's just such a funny, weird, strange guy. Uh, both men then grab ladders, and they have kind of like a lightsaber fight, I guess, with ladders. They're just trying to, like, yeah. sword them into each other, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, L.A. Knight then absolutely decapitates Grimes by spinning a ladder directly into his throat. Knight then ricochets, not the wrestler, uh, after being launched by a German suplex into a ladder. Knight then threatens to launch Grimes to the moon, because that's whole Cameron Grimes' whole saying uh but the irish rip into the ladder is reversed braining knight completely on the edge of it uh instead of using the many ladders in the ring however grime grimes heads to the in your house uh ramp and grabs the gold ladder that was set up there with the million dollar signs on them that ted dibiase presented to them on an episode of nxt he grabs the gold plated ladder brings it to the ring and both men find themselves near the top knight then flies off but he pushes the ladder as he flies off causing grimes to also tumble to the floor Near the announce table Grimes scales a ladder uh, for unknown reasons that is pushed over he then somehow spider himself onto like the steel post that is supposed to be above the ring in the announce table and cross bodies off of that onto LA Knight onto the mat on the outside as Grimes climbs the ladder uh, on the inside this time Knight makes it into the ring again lifts the ladder and Grimes goes flying through a ladder setup that was set up earlier that's on the ramp allowing Knight to climb the ladder and become the 1st 1000000 million-dollar champion since Ted DiBiase Jr. Olivia, what did you think of this match?
1: You are not going to like my thoughts and my rating. Okay, so here's the thing.
0: If you give the second match a higher grade than this, we might have to fight. We might have to fight in our own ladder match. I did. I'm
1: so sorry. Okay, here's my reasoning. So, you know, while I think that this match... Had a very good premise, and I think it was executed very well. Executed um, beyond my expectations, even. Um, I am also just very... Okay, two things. I'm also very lukewarm about both the LA Knight character and Cameron Grimes. Still haven't figured out if I like them or don't like them. (laughs) You do
0: not like Cameron Grimes. You tell me every time we watch them.
1: I mean, (laughs) just... I'm not invested And um, while I'm very excited that they brought the uh, million dollar title back, how cool is that? How retro is that? Especially at a show like In Your House. I think it's kind of perfect. They, uh, while I don't like Cameron Grimes, I really do think that they picked the wrong person to win. I really think Grimes should have won.
0: That's surprising. And
1: I think that because I believe that he is more over of the two. He's more established of the two. And Um, I might be crazy for saying that, but, I mean, that's why I didn't like it. You're going to piss
0: off all the fanboys that love Eli Knight from the Indies. Yeah, I am.
1: Sorry. Um, So, uh, yeah, I gave this a 2 out of 5.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I do not think this was the greatest match. Uh, It had some pretty good spots. I mean, what more can you really do in a ladder match at this point?
1: I understand that, but I felt as though every single thing that was happening in the match was something that I've already seen before. There was no nuance to the ladder match. Which, I mean, there's only so much you could do, but...
0: eh. But what I dug about this one is it did not start off like a ladder match. They started off wrestling, throwing down wrestling moves, um, and then it escalated to a ladder match. And that's a nice change of pace because normally it's like, ladder's right away, and you're getting the big crazy spots in it. They built to that, which I was a fan of. Um, Though I did truly enjoy the crossbody off of that uh, post that was awesome, and then that bump that he took was horrifying because you gotta trust where you're gonna land, yeah. and he truly <laughs> did. Um, either way, I didn't care who won because it. I thought it was just a fun match, not a great match, but a fun match. So I okay. gave it a three okay. out of five. Um, I personally, I wish Cameron Grimes would win because I love Cameron Grimes, but I guess the ALA Knight winning makes a little more sense. And that's maybe it maybe this will be a, a title that's actually fucking defended because it never really used to be. Yeah. So. We'll we'll see. And I also like that Ted DiBiase Sr. did not overshadow the competitors in the ring like most legends do. He was there just to present the title to the man who won the match. So that's also something. For sure. You don't get that a lot. We're backstage again with Todd Penningill. Uh, he is trying to sell NXT merch. And we get the members of Hit Row Records who are him. Uh Hit Row is a new faction in NXT which uh, consists of... Isaiah Swerve Scott, who we've covered plenty of times on these NXT episodes, Ashanti the Adonis, uh, AJ Francis, and I believe her name is Brianna Brandy. She's just kind of going by Brandy. And they are sort of like a... uh, They're supposed to be a take on Hit Row, the old 80s and 90s rap kind of gang that composed of Suge Knight. So we'll see how, you know... You know, Shug Someone that if you just Google, kind of piece of shit he is, and you'll, yeah. And he's the kind of guy who's got no time on his hands, or so much time on his hands that he'll probably listen to this episode and try and sue us for the pennies that we have. So fuck you, Shug Knight. But or he'll just try and kill us. But that's beside the point. Anyway, uh, so if we end up dead, you know who did it. God. God. (laughs) Uh, We move on to our NXT Women's Championship match. Our champion Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. I almost said Dakota Fanning. I have an actor kick today. I'm just like Joaquin Phoenix, (laughs) uh, Dakota Fanning, uh, taking on her challenger Ember Moon. So this match was brought to us by the fact that Raquel and Dakota were not happy that Ember Moon and Shotzi beat them for the NXT Tag Championships. Raquel, being the women's champion, literally destroyed Shotzi Blackheart and Ember challenged her to a championship match. Wants to be on par with Asuka. And the Charlotte and Bayleys of NXT Women, and also be a two-time Women's Champion. Notice she didn't put Shayna Baszler in there, who was the first NXT Women's or two-time NXT Women's Champion. But that's because she's getting buried on Raw by a doll right now. So yeah, which we might see that Hell in a Cell match. I don't know if you heard that rumor, but Lily versus Shayna Baszler. So anyway, moving on to this one, we'll cover that shit next week. Uh, Ember frustrates the champ early, uh, but her advantage is lost immediately as Gonzalez sends her from the apron to the barricade. Gonzalez then hits a twisting Vader bomb from the second rope, which was just gorgeous, by the way. Moon spins out of a whirlbarrow and cracks the champ with two super kicks, and blasts the champ further with a clothesline and a code red, but only gets a two count. Kai then helps Raquel break from break free from a submission by pushing the rope further closer to her, so an enraged Moon flies through the bottom rope sending the champ flying over the announce table. Gonzalez attempts a stalling suplex, but her challenger reverses it into a modified Eclipse and connects with a middle rope codebreaker. Moon then hits the Eclipse, but before the three count can happen, Kai just, like, nonchalantly throws Raquel's very long leg onto the rope, so the ref has to break the count, which was— that was transitioned so well, by the way. You couldn't even tell she did it. But then out of nowhere, Shotzi Blackheart appears uh, to attack Kai, They fight all the way up the ramp through the curtain. Ember then hits a Tornado DDT onto the ramp, but can't really lift the champ back into the ring, so she kind of rolls her back in, doesn't do it quickly enough, and only gets a two-count. Ember Moon goes for another Eclipse, but is caught, and Gonzalez transitions it into the Snake Eyes and her one-armed powerbomb to retain the championship. So, Olivia, what did you think of our NXT Women's Championship match?
1: I was a fan of this match. I think that although... Um, ember moon didn't win the title i think that this match reflected very well on both gonzalez and moon um i think that they had an excellent performance and excellent ring chemistry uh do i think that raquel gonzalez still needs to kind of come into her own as a champion absolutely and so i'm kind of glad they're giving her i guess more time with the title to kind of you know Get into get into the zone as a the auto zone yeah exactly <laughs> uh, as a champ so uh, I like this match I gave it a three out of five
0: all right your grades are real low on this one I feel I, I thought you this know
1: was... I had I think I had very high expectations for this pay per view and I think that the first match set it up really well um, but then what followed after I just felt very meh about all
0: right well I think this was a Kraken women's championship match Raquel Gonzalez looked like a total monster. Uh, and I love the fact that she did almost lose the match. If it wasn't for her little lackey, she probably would have. Um, and I like that Ember Moon kind of had a nice resurgence there. Especially yeah. for someone who came back from, what, two torn Achilles injuries? Which is just... Does so much damage on mm-hmm. your leg.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I had a lot of fun watching this one. I thought they both looked great. They both looked at the top of their game. So I gave this match a 4 out of 5. It is the best women's match we've covered in wwe slash nxt this year
1: oh wow not the best women's match we've covered
0: this year okay but well no not the best women's match we've covered this year but the best one we've covered in in this
1: interesting
0: so we're backstage again with todd and he introduces the younger generation to um assuming you've probably never heard of karate fighters no, so they were these toys, yeah. they were kind of like Rock'em Sock'em Robots a little bit, but not really because there was no ring involved, and you just pushed a button against your opponent and you karate chopped the other toy with them. They would promote these on WWE television all the time back in the 90s, and they were awesome. He does get a challenger, however, because Dexter Loomis comes out of nowhere and challenges him, and Todd asks him about his love life, uh, which if you're following NXT, you know that Dexter just had his heart broken by Indy Hartwell. So that's crushing. Uh, And he breaks toys and walks away. So fun little callback to Karate Fighters, (laughs) which I definitely had. And my brother used to always beat me up about them or beat me up with them. Okay, this is coming out wrong. Beat me in the game like beat up my karate guy with them. So not that he would take the toy and beat me over (laughs) there with them. At least not back then. So anyway, we move on to our main event, our fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship champion and Cross, with Scarlett taking on Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. And before the women's match, actually, we got a backstage uh, segment where and Cross and Pete Dunne were pretty much just, like, screaming at each other, getting in each other's face. William Regal's getting in between them again. And as Johnny Gargano is making his way to the ring in the back gorilla position, we see all the women from the previous match kind of trying to claw and get to each other And William Regal's also trying to break that up. And why I'm mentioning that is because, A, I will take any chance to mention William Regal. And, B, this plays into the end of the show. And what I'm assuming comes on Tuesday. But first, into our main event. So right off the bat, Kyle O'Reilly kicks Cole right in the face as Gargano and Dunn fight it out. One by one, Karrion Cross meets each of his challengers. It's first Dunn, and then he meets Cool Kyle, who locks in the submission but his german suplex out of the ring gargano gets a few kicks in but immediately is thrown out of the ring and then finally cole who is pulled out of the ring and beat down by the other three because in the storyline leading up to this they all want to face carrion cross for the title adam cole attacked the three challengers with chairs, so they all want to beat his ass and then Karrion cross was like i just want all five of them or all four of them rather so he got this is why we have this fatal five-way match uh cross power bombs done onto o'reilly and gargano then heads to the ramp for adam cole who is backing off uh he fights out of a cross submission and then crosses and thrown through the front door by pete dunn and johnny gargano so going back to what you said earlier where someone went through the front door which i have to I think that wasn't made out of very hard material but at the same time it still looked like a pretty legit door so I mean, there's cheap doors that's true i mean carrie cross is a big dude you yeah. he can take it so he's fine <laughs> Uh, Cole then realizing Kyle is the only one in the ring, attacks his former ally for many minutes, hitting a flying knee strike. There is a beautiful sequence where all four challengers crack each other with pump kicks and enziguris until all four men are down in the ring at the same time. This allows Karrion Cross to make his way back to the ring. He throws both former undisputed era members into the crowd, power bombs Gorgano into the ring apron, which had the sickest bounce I think I've ever seen. Like he like. Part of his body went under the ring and the top part of his body like bounced off of it it was disgusting uh and then he belly-to-belly suplexes pete dunn into the undisputed undisputed member eras into the crowd he then hits a tornado f5 on johnny gargano but johnny wrestling somehow hangs in and kicks out gargano then takes out all of his opponents on the ringside area but runs into a adam cole superkick uh fights out of the panama sunrise attempt all five men just go at it in the ring for a couple minutes until Cross rises from the ashes out of nowhere, brutalizes his challengers, each with German suplexes, ex- suplexes, except for Pete Dunne, who flips out and kick battle ensues, top with Gargano and Cole cracking him with dual super kicks. Cross is then planted onto the announce table, does not go through it, it kind of just comedically slides off like some goo onto the other side of it. Uh, and. Gargano, oh, and that was done by Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, so they had to team together in this blood feud that they had. I know you don't like the Cool Kyle moniker, but I, I'm i digging Cool Kyle. <laughs> He's just so cool. Uh, Gargano and Cole then crack each other with a super kick at the same time, another double super kick as Gargano and Cole catch a moonsaulting Pete Dunn with one. Dunn then nearly wins the match after hitting the bitter end on a revived carrying cross, but a submission attempt is broken up. Uh, O'Reilly nearly has the match won, but Cole cleans his clock with another superkick and then hits two more on Gargano and Don for good measure. O'Reilly then locks Cole into a heel lock, but as Cole is about to tap out, Karen Cross comes out of nowhere, locks in his straitjacket submission, pulls Kyle O'Reilly off of Adam Cole, and Cool Kyle passes out for the champ to retain his championship. And Olivia, what did you think of our Fatal 5-Way main event?
1: so i kind of have a love-hate relationship with four-way and five-way matches just because in my opinion they either go very very well and are done very well or done very poorly so kind of a love hate thing with these kind of matches just because i think that a lot of times it can be very hard to pace and you know determine it it all kind of fits together like little puzzle pieces because you have to consider okay, well, this guy's over here while we're doing this, and then I have to throw this guy over here so that he and this guy can do, like, the next thing. Um, but uh, I think that the storytelling that happened in this match was very good, and I think they tried really hard to make Caring Cross look like a very legitimate champion. I do have to say that I think that the way that this match ended was kind of not what i would have liked to see um i understand the (laughs) the the one guy
0: the one guy you didn't want to win
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i understand um the reason for not only letting him retain um but then having the match in the way that it did was to make him look i guess like like a like a strong champion um but uh, I I kind of disagree with that choice, but that's okay. That's just because I'm just like not again not super invested in carrying Cross as a champion. I understand what they're doing with him, and I understand his type of character. I just don't. I'm not a huge fan. So
0: would you agree that this is the best match you've seen from him though? That we've covered. Okay,
1: it is. But also there were so many moments as I was watching this match that I was like, I haven't seen carrying Cross for like seven minutes you know like there's so many times that like lapse without his involvement at all counterpoint
0: could you could you get that like could you agree that they the the other four guys kept trying to take him out like so they threw him through the door they threw him over the barricade they powerbombed him through the table and he kept just he's like fuck that I'm I'm Jason Voorhees. I'm going to keep coming up and kicking your ass. So that's why he was down for so long. Yes.
1: I understand all of those choices, but also even though this was the best performance I had seen from him, it still is very, I hate to say insignificant, but that's the only word that really makes sense here. He's so insignificant amongst all of these other really strong competitors that people love and who are very over and who are very confident wrestlers. And, all of them just have great ring chemistry together. So he kind of takes like a back seat in his match that he is a champion in and should not be in the background. He should be at the forefront. Um, so I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. So I have a love-hate relationship with, with these kind of matches.
0: While I disagree with your sentiment on Karrion Cross in this particular match, I do think your criticisms before make total sense and I agree with those. In this particular match, I thought he was awesome because he he was a horror movie character in this match he just kept coming out of nowhere he kept getting up he kept he kept getting destroyed and getting up and in the meantime doing that destroying everybody else um and i thought he looked pretty awesome this is far and away his best match in nxt bar none like the bar was pretty low and he surpassed it very easily and that of course goes to the credit of the other four guys in the match as well, because you're only going to look as good as your opponents, and your opponents looked awesome in this match. Particularly, I think, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Pete Dunne looked easily the best in this, which is saying something because you know how much I love Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. So I gave this a four out of five, four 4.5 out of 5. I thought it was an awesome main event, a really good 5-way, and you talked about these matches not having, like, the best pacing sometimes, which is true. I thought this was paced incredibly oh, well. Oh, for sure. It's like when you get like a clean, crisp, 90-minute movie. In and out, 90-minute adventure. That's what this was, except <laughs> it was probably like 20, 20 25 yeah. minutes or so. Um, super fun main event. So I gave it, like I said, a 4.5. But we're not done with the show because we cut to Mackenzie Mitchell again, who is, after a fleeing William Regal, who says, I have been the general manager of NXT for seven years, which boggled my mind. And he said, "Now it seems like there's time for a change," which leads me to believe that William Regal might be hanging up the suit, maybe retiring. Okay. He's been doing. He's getting older. Obviously, he, is, he can't yeah. wrestle anymore, and maybe his injuries are catching up to him. Um, but we're, I'm excited to see where this goes because it's been bedlam on NXT for the past month or so. For sure. And he's the one who's had to deal with it all. The rumor, however, have you read what the rumor is? And this got posted today. So I did not. But they are. William Regal's going to quit as GM, Swirland quit as GM of NXT, and they will bring back Samoa Joe oh,
1: to be the NXT okay. com-
0: GM commissioner, or whatever
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. That's so a choice. We'll see. Uh, I love William Regal. I still, to this day, think he's the best wrestler to never win a world title. You will not be able to argue that with me, because it's absolutely true. But, uh, yeah, it's, we'll see where it goes. So I'm very interested to see what happens on Tuesday. But, before that, Olivia, what are your match of the night performer of the night and final grade for nxt in your house 2021
1: okay so my match of the night definitely has to go to the show opener the winner take all just because i think that the storyline was right the match type was right and the execution was just excellent um However, my performer of the night is actually going to go to Kyle O'Reilly because Ooh, Kyle. he yeah. really came out of his shell in this match. I think that uh, he, uh, you know, made some promises during his um, pre-show kind of interview thing that they were doing um, before the pre-show um, with all of the people that were competing that night. And, uh, he definitely delivered. He, they had asked some sort of question about like, you know, are you gonna, are you still in the shadow of Adam Cole or something along those lines? And he was like, no, I'm not like, I'm going to like come out and I'm going to like show these people that I am my own performer and I'm great. And even though he didn't win, um, I think that he definitely was one of the stars of this match. Um and then my final grade is gonna be a three point five out of five. Um, I think that there were a lot of great um executions in this pay per view, a lot of choices. I personally, as a fan, didn't agree with, but that's the nice thing is that sometimes I agree and I really like it. And sometimes I disagree and that's...
0: Dis- disagree with Triple H a lot lately. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So that is just my opinion, and people are allowed to have opinions. All right. So yeah.
0: So my. Match of the night goes to the main event, the Fatal Five Way. Um, I was thinking before this match happened, though, I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna give this to Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon because that match was yeah? was awesome." And I was like, "Fatal Five ways sometimes don't go very well, and this one <laughs> went pretty well." And I was like, "God damn it!" So I I even typed it. I like typed Ember Moon Raquel Gonzalez, and I had to backtrack in and put Fatal Five Way. My performer of the night's also Kyle O'Reilly. I think since he challenged Finn back in September of last year give or take. He has been the best thing on NXT, easily. Like, well, there's a lot of great things on NXT. Kyle O'Reilly is really, like, Island Cole's already a star, Bobby Fish is getting to the end, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong are getting to the end of the career, but Kyle O'Reilly's still pretty young, so he is really just, like you said, come out of his shell and been really the most interesting thing about NXT. And my attire of the night is going to Johnny Gargano, because he had a Shawn Michaels 1995-inspired attire with, like, the red and the purple with the zebra stripes, and what they didn't show you on this show, even though they took pictures of them and they were awesome, uh, that Johnny Gargano, his wife Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, and Austin Theory, as well as their dog, were dressed like members of the clique. So you can go to any of their Instagrams and check this out, but they had ring gear inspired. So Austin Theory had diesel ring gear. Uh, Johnny had the Shawn Michaels one, obviously. Indy Hartwell had the Razor Ramon. Candice LeRae had the uh, one, two, three kid. And uh, their bulldog had on the Hunter Hearst Helmsley <laughs> little thing, which was hilarious. And I bet Triple H got a good kick out of that so backstage. Cute. So, and it's such a shame. I really like. I once I saw the picture, I was like, I want to see all of that. Like, please wear those on NXT this yes. week, because like, what a just beautiful love letter to five of some of my favorite wrestlers. But back then, everyone hated their guts. But that's beside the point. So Kyle O'Reilly's getting the attire, or not Kyle O'Reilly. Johnny Gargano's getting the attire of the night here. And my final grade for In Your House is a 4 out of 5. I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. Even though I did not like the second match, I think everything else was either very strong or, in the case of the ladder match, just a good, fun ladder match that isn't going to hurt anybody. Well, it hurt them, but not hurt anybody else. And it was cool to see the Million Dollar Title back. So In Your House is getting a 4 out of 5 from me. All right. We'll be back next week because Hell in a Cell is next week. It so is, we'll be covering reasons. that one. Um, I'll get into all my thoughts at the beginning of that show because <laughs> I am very irritated. Uh, but that's beside the point. And then we'll have WrestleMania 2 the week after that on June 27th, 28th, around the, one of those yeah. two dates. And then we'll be taking a week off, as we've said the past month or so, because we're moving,
1: we're moving to Las
0: Vegas. But then we'll be back... Across after, the country. Across the country, yeah. We'll be back the week after that to continue our show. So we're just taking a one week little span here. But Olivia, before we head out, would you like... To take us home.
1: Absolutely. Please go follow us on Instagram at That's Gotta Be Wrestling. That's where we post good memes, bad memes, all memes in between. Also, when we post when we go live or shortly thereafter, because I'm very forgetful. Also, definitely click the link in our Instagram bio, as it will take you to all of our links, including where you can listen to our podcast as well as visit our Red Bubble page to get some cool That's Gotta Be Wrestling merch. Uh, And as always, Tommy, thanks for talking wrestling with me.
0: Thank you, and uh, go watch In Your House. Watch NXT, watch AEW, watch Raw if you're a masochist. So we'll see you guys next week.